Welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> um, anyway, so today we want to inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on their journey toward publication. I'm Rhonda Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction. I'm Jennifer Carl Tong, and I write historical Christian romance. I'm Christina Katane, and I write in multiple genres, including Christian dystopian fiction. I'm Jenny well, Hirschberger. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have to introduce myself if you want to just jump into the topic. You're so famous, we all already know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Please introduce my piece for today. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write in multiple genres. No, I don't. That's not what I say. That's what someone else says. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. How strange. Today is a weird day. Fortunately, like not in a everything is breaking forever. day, but just in a we're all weird today. I don't Remember know. Remember that yeah. time I said I write historical Christian romance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're having a Tina day. And we're like, you do? <laughs> I was like, cool. I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe we have written so hard this week because we've just fried our brains and we just have no more thinking available to us. Oh my goodness. What we should do when I come to town is we should put everybody's genre in a hat. And if you pick your own, you have to put it back. And then we all have to sprint in that genre that we pull out of the hat. So when are you coming home? Uh, for Christmas time. I'll be around at some point. Yeah. I can't. You want me to sing I'll be home for Christmas? Yeah. Everybody? Yes. Yes. Oh, Tina wants to turn on the rock and roll, like the hair metal bands from the 80s and have that kind of a party. All right. Well, let's try to get this thing back under control, ladies. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you like what we do, remember to like and subscribe. And we like to start each episode with a segment we call What's Up? So it's time to check in with everybody. And since we've already started with Jamie, why don't you go first? I'm so lonely. All of my children are traveling. It's the weirdest thing. So I told my husband, this house is too big for just two of us. And he's like, but we could each have an office. And I start to rethink. Wow. <laughs> this house is just perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, uh, my kiddos are all dispersed throughout the uh, country to other people. And so I have only, you know, I am someone who cannot say time is a, I have no time to write. Well, that's just a big load of hooey for sure. So if y'all try to catch me saying that this week, uh, call me on it. Cause there's no way I should be distracted from my project. What's up with you, Jen? I'm I'm kind of a little nervous about sharing what's up with me because I don't know if I'm ready for the um the verbal lashing that I will get from Rhonda. However, um, I've started doing my Christmas decorating. <laughs> <laughs> As I said on the podcast before, like December is super crazy for my family, and looking at November, it's not any better. I have um two of my kids have concerts at school coming up along with everything else we have at church and everything. So I always start early so that December is more relaxing and we can actually enjoy the holidays. Rhonda um, thinks I'm nuts, but on more than one occasion, not just this. So, but anyway, so we started doing that last night and um, my girls got into it instantly. They're just like me. We put on a Christmas movie. I was just playing, pulling the trees out and starting to fluff them because they had friends over. But as soon as their friends left, they were like, what can I do? What can I do? So I'm like, oh, I've raised them right. <laughs> <laughs> They're Christmas freaks just like me. So I've been doing, I did that last night. Um, but my what's up is just still doing lots at my aunt's house and trying to take care of the out of state. And yeah. What about you, Tina? What's up with you? Well, 
I don't want to say too much because I think it, we're going to be talking about it a lot during the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have to say that it really helps if you never put your Christmas decorations away. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, your tree's not been up all this my time. My tree's man. not up. Okay. But there's this whole, like, uh, in my living room, if my living room was in such a mess, I'd turn my computer around and show you. But I have a fireplace, and then on each side of the fireplace are built-in bookshelves. And then I have this long, one of those long curved couches that was a lot smaller on the showroom floor than it was when we bought it. <laughs> Always. So basically, I was too lazy to move the couch. Cause it's really big to get back there with the fireplace mantle and the bookshelves have Christmas decorations on them still, mm-hmm. because I was too lazy to move the couch to get back there to take them down. So the only thing I took down was my Christmas tree. <clears throat> well, well um, I'm not up. one to really jump on the decorate as early as possible for Christmas bandwagon. However, I have always sort of complained about the idea that we only sing joy to the world and oh come all ye faithful and those kinds of beautiful christmas type of songs mm-hmm. at christmas time because we really should be celebrating um our lord and savior every day mm-hmm. and it frustrates me that it's a special occasion to hear the message that christ came in the flesh to dwell with us so i would be totally on board with year round those kinds of christmas songs you know mm-hmm. uh could do with the church yeah, could do could do with a whole lot less of, you know, yeah. baby, it's cold outside controversy mm-hmm. on my news feed. So those ones can wait until after the turkey is served. But if y'all yeah. want to do all come all you faithful in July, I'll sing with you. Well, we all split the tree up because all my most of my kids are grown now. And so they're not at home. So we do it Thanksgiving when all the kids are here. And I send one of the boys to go get the tree and we put it up. There. You know, that's the real reason they call it Turkey Day is come because here come all your relatives piling in on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we used to always, that was pretty funny. The tradition for us growing up was the day after Thanksgiving, we would do, we didn't go shopping. We would do the, all the Christmas decorations. Um, but my mom only had two kids and I have, I like thought you were going to say my mom only had two decorations. <laughs> no, no, my mom's pretty nuts about Christmas like I am. Um, but, um, so she didn't have as much things going on, but Thanksgiving weekend is nuts for us. And so we have some chat just real quick in the, um, the, in our chat, obviously, but we, we have uh, Robin saying not November 12th yet. So she says that, um, early is fine, but not after November 12th. And Maria says that her decks go up on December 1st. So I asked why November 12th? And she says that November 11th is Remembrance Day. So I feel it's more respectful to wait to do Christmas until after that. So yeah, so you're kind of, that's kind of the Canadian um, probably argument version of what we have for Thanksgiving. There are a lot of people that refuse to put their decorations up or hate people like me who put them up before Thanksgiving because they feel like that you need to have Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Well, I just feel like Remembrance Day, I thought it was their um, version of vet- Veterans Day. Well, it's the same day. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they remember the war. And right. I think that in Britain, Britain, they wear like the little red poppies. Mm-hmm. Yep. On their- we we okay. changed it to call it Veterans Day, but okay. Sorry, go ahead. Ron. Okay, so uh, the new topic of the day is holidays, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie, I just want to let you know that I did have a music minister who did do, um, not every week we would do Christmas carols, but 
he had the same philosophy you did. So there are other people out there with your opinion. I would be one of them too. Well, I would be really surprised if I had an individual thought. So stop. Um, so anyway, my what's up is basically NaNoWriMo. That's what I've been doing. That's really what's been worth talking about for my week. So why don't we just get into our topic, which is how did you ladies do this week? So Tina seems to have a lot to say. So why don't you start, Tina? I do. Um, well, I did NaNoWriMo, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how about if we um, start can we all give our word count um well maybe what we should do is talk about like because tina has a different goal right? right tina you're not doing writing so why don't, why don't you just tell us what you're doing for well, nano I'm doing because- editing and so if we had to talk i would probably have a higher number if we talked about words deleted <laughs> If we were doing nano golf, you would totally kick our butts. Because I have deleted three times the words that I've written. Not overall, just three times the words you've written this month, right? Like you've not. When you talk about the balance of actual writing I'm doing during nano and deleting that I'm doing during nano, the number is three times higher of the deleting. Because I'm in a section of the manuscript I wrote quite a while ago, like probably a year and a half ago, maybe maybe a year ago. And it, and it was a time when I was struggling with too much stage direction. So for, for those that don't know, that's like when your character is sitting at the table and you want them to be outside, then you go, so she stood up and walked to the door and opened the door and walked out the door. So you don't need all that. You just need to like go to the outside and say, she went outside you know? I think that that's a really good thing to bring up, though, to Tina. I think that new writers, that that is a, a something that you don't hear people talk about a lot in different podcasts or in different, like, online support groups. But I think that's something that every new writer experiences. I know I did. Um, I'm still trying to deal with that with the book that I'm editing right now. So I think it's a good point to bring up. So if you're a new writer and you're going through an editing, the first thing to look for is if you did too much stage direction, because you probably did. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's because of the advice that writers get to be descriptive. And so I think, um, you know, I, I came to you guys with a piece of writing and this girl was eating the salad and I went into huge description about every little detail of what was going on with the salad. And I was like, is this too much? How do I know it's too much? And it was kind of making me crazy because I was like, well, I keep hearing describe more so that I feel like I'm right there with you. But then it's like, oh, that's too much description because nobody cares what's in her salad. And you guys gave me the best advice. You were like, is it moving the story forward? Or is it important to know that there was chicken on the salad because maybe it gives her food poisoning later, whatever. But the point is, if it's not moving your story forward, why are you spending so much time describing it? And so I think um, that's a good benchmark for people to if they think they're over describing. Yeah, and I would say if nobody's ever eaten a salad before, then you need to describe it. But if it's a universal experience, then just saying she was eating a salad is going to elicit that in everybody that's reading it. So that's a really good point. Yeah. So anyway, it's full of... uh, There must be a delay because we keep talking to each other. I'm really sorry. Maria says that she did editing for April Camp Nano, found it easier to track pages rather than word counts. So that was her goal. Oh, that's Have you, a good idea. Yeah. Can you do that in nano? Can you make it where and, and I, I don't, don't think camp. so. No. Okay. I've just been counting um, total words edited. 
and putting that number in there. And it's probably not anywhere near accurate. And so anyway, I've deleted a bunch of stage direction and I've been finding some passive voice in there too. So a couple of scenes, I, I just like deleted the entire scene and rewrote it. And some of them I've gone through and done sentence by sentence. So it's just, so I've made progress. Um, it's really hard to track. I feel good about the progress I made. What's been some roadblocks for you? Well, just... Um, oh, sorry, Rhonda. <laughs> Go ahead, other, other stuff that's going on in my life that um, we got the... I think I said this last week that we got the green light from our district to start a new ministry. Um, my husband and I. And so the first goal that I have was, well, the second goal that I have is to make a website. And I thought I knew how to do that. <laughs> right. But the website I need is a lot more complicated than my author website. Um, because I'm going to be putting two different video feeds on it and it has to be, have a way to, for people to give and stuff like that. And so I, I spent, I wasted a lot of time trying to figure things out I didn't know how to do. And then finally, yesterday I met with our good friend Vicky and she really helped me out. We spent a couple hours at Panera Bread working on it. So she's a lifesaver. Then then I spent, I came home from Panera Bread about eight, made dinner. And then until two in the morning, I was playing with the website. So hold on just a second. I just have to mention in the comments, Robin Sardi says 50,000 words done. Did she write 50,000 words since the beginning of the month? This, yeah. And not only that, she says 50,000 to go as well. So I think she, her goal is 100,000. So, wow. And Maria is on 14,150 words. And she started a brand new project on the first. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. You guys are just all kicking butt. Anyway, sorry. I just was like, holy cow. Mm. That's some product, productive uh, output. Um, mm. Sorry. I'm curious how many words a day that is, or if she just writes and then just accumulates during the week or, or how that goes for her. Uh, 6,000 and change wow. to make it 50,000 words in eight days. That was some quick math, Jamie. I'm impressed. Well, I just cheated and said, there's going to be a remainder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Jamie, I know you've got a high word count. So you want to tell us about your week? Yes. Um, as I said, I do not have the, <clears throat> excuse or whatever that time is an issue because I've been left to my own devices with the exception of one commitment this coming Monday. And, um, I have uh, 25,038 as of this morning sprint. So I'm very happy with the progress. I like that I've reached the halfway point. And, um, <clears throat> frankly, my, my struggles and trouble always is, uh, just kind of like, not knowing if I'm done, even though this year I plotted out in my, <clears throat> in my Scrivener, this happens, this happens, this happens. So like in the little outline, I don't know if anybody uses Scrivener, but the point is you kind of make little chapter segments and I title each little chapter segment. This happens here, this happens here, this happens here. And, you know, estimating your word count on those sorts of things can be a little tricky. So if you have as many of those little spots as you think it'll take you to get to 50,000 words and you've wrote them all, <laughs> you then think to yourself, hmm, did I forget? Did I leave out? Do I need to explain more? What would help my 
um, readers really enjoy the book. And mm -hmm. so <clears throat> I have written this 25,000 words as sort of essays and um, journal entries and an interview with my main character's daughter because my main character is deceased at the time of the reading of the book. So I decided to go back and actually write the book as if I was writing it as a straight novel, third person perspective from my main character. So I'm hoping that having that extra telling of the story interwoven with the um, excerpts and stuff will make it more interesting for people to read and will feel more like a traditional novel with a character arc and a plot line that they can hang on to instead of just reading this documented passage of time, a chronology, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. And then um, you can always add subplots. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Um, let me ask you real quick about your use of Scrivener. So you are a dyed-in-the-wool pantser. You are anti-outline. It is not how you work. I don't think you were even would call yourself a planster, right? Well, so I don't really think that's <clears throat> that's really accurate. Um, it really just depends on the project. It's sort of like um, either I'm dictating the movie that I see playing in my head or I feel like I've been given a chunk of marble and need to cut away everything that does not look like the story. Mm -hmm. And so when it's the second way, it's impossible to plot it because you are just chipping away and chipping away to see what the piece is going to be. Mm -hmm. If you're narrating something that you can already see in your head, then you have something to go and write down. This happens and this happens and this happens. I don't like invent the next thing to happen for the most mm -hmm. part. And I feel like when I have to do that is when my writing gets the most stilted. So it's, it's either I have to wait till I can see it in my head or I have to just write blind and, and see what I get. Okay. So this novel you're writing for Nano, <clears throat> which way is that? Um, it's the, it's the movie that's playing out in my head. And I think that's okay. why I'm able to write it so fast Okay, because I'm just, I'm just transcribing. I'm not mm -mm. inventing. Right. Okay. So can you give us a real quick Cliff's notes on how you're using Scrivener then? Because it's more pantsing. So. Okay. So yeah. In Scrivener, I use it totally wrong. No, I really not. should, no wrong way, really everybody. should no wrong take way. a tutorial thing sometime when it isn't NaNoWriMo. Because like when you go in Scrivener, it's a it's a tool to organize people. And guess how organized I am? I am like not. So I feel like when you're not a crafter, but you go into the Joanne store and you're like, I'm totally a poser being in here in the Joanne's craft store because I don't sew and I don't crochet and whatever. So over the years, I have become more, more comfortable being in a Joanne store, first of all. And, um, but I still have that feeling about Scrivener. I'm like, this is for organized people. What the heck? So over to the side in Scrivener, they have what's called a binder. And in the binder, you can make little files just like you would make on your laptop or on your PC at home. <clears throat> and each file is supposed to be a chapter. And then inside each file, you can make a little document called a scene. And so this time I try to be a good girl and make the folders chapters and the pieces of paper in the folder each scene. But in the past, I just had one folder and every chapter that I thought I was going to do, I would make a new page. And so then I would have a lot of rearranging to do at the end. Ugh. So um, I don't even really know why I still bother with it, except I do like the quickness of the outlining part. I just totally do it wrong. <laughs> do you ever click the thing like where you're typing? 
up click at the, top. the thing where you're typing at the no, top. Listen, at the top of the thing where you're typing, there's uh -huh. three little boxes. And uh -huh. in the middle, if you click in the middle, it turns all those little folders into index cards. Yes, I like that. On a corkboard. Yeah. And I yeah. love to do that because then you can like, you can just like drag and drop your index cards. Yeah, but I used to be able to, around. I used to be able to type right onto them and I have not found that function again. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Well, I think that um, after Nano, we need to do something about Scrivener. And okay. Yeah. Just so that we can all learn. I know um, Jen and Tina are very familiar with it, but I'm not. And as a matter of fact, all the work that I put into it yesterday, which was adding in all my sprints, um, they didn't save because I was trying to save it on a hard drive. On a drive. And so anyway, I've got to go through and do all that work again. So anyway. Um, Jennifer is a master at the Scrivener. She discovered so much that one year that we did Nano. Remember, Jen, you you found out how to color code stuff if it was oh, like a yeah. second draft and all of this. Yeah. I was like, I totally know I'm underutilizing it. So I think you're right. Yeah. If we can figure out yeah, a way to do it earlier, just how to use it best for everybody. Yeah, because uh, Nano Rimo offers a really good discount on Scrivener if you win yeah. free. I That's think I got it. it. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you walk in, I think it was if you walk into Staples and your pulse races when you see the post-it note display, <laughs> then getting to know Scrivener is going to be awesome for you. So that's me. Like I get palpitations and I get a little like giddy when I see the post-it note section right next to like the journals. Like that's just like my life. <laughs> so that's why I got so good at Scrivener because it's fun for me. But I think you're right. That probably is a really good idea for us to do. We could probably do a couple episodes because just teaching you how to set your Scrivener up to where it just automatically saves to Dropbox mm -hmm. is easy. It should not be something that's stressful. You All that work you, sh you did should not mm -hmm. have been lost. It should just mm -hmm. automatically, like you don't even have to like go back up and save every time. So that's probably a really right. good idea. We should do that. Maybe we should yeah. do like a Sc December Scrivener-a-thon or something. I don't know. We'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Well, why don't you tell us about your Nano? No. Yes, <laughs> you must. It's a requirement. I think that's the topic right. for today, Jen. I think you have to talk oh, about it. Oh, I'm pretty sure I came up with the idea, too. Okay, so if you recall last week when we talked about whether we were doing um, Nan or not, by the end of the episode, I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm doing it because my goal was, you know what? If I don't do it, I'm not going to succeed, so I should at least try, right? Well, I am at a whopping 2,468 words. But Yay, it's more than you had. It's more than I had. And I'm actually okay with this. This is the first year ever, I think, that I'm not like beating myself up. And like we talked about last week, I have the na the nano curse. I don't know how I feel about curses or how biblical <laughs> they are or anything like that. But just for giggles, we'll say that I have the nano curse. And every year, and I'm not even kidding, for the past four or five years, um, something majorly traumatic has happened in my life at the end of October or in November to that side rails me um, or tries to side rail me. And so we all know that I've been dealing, you know, my aunt got sick earlier this year and that side railed me. And then now it's dealing with the estate and I am not the executor. I was her power of attorney. My dad is the executor, but I, is if you knew our family, you know, basically I'm doing all of it because my dad doesn't like to do that kind of stuff. We're not really sure why she chose my dad, but cause, probably because he was her only sibling. 
So when everyone looks to you to be the rock, like we're moms, right? So we're the rock of the family and everyone looks to you for like, mom, where's my backpack or honey, what's for dinner? Like, that's just our job. Well, now you extend that into the rest of the family that's waiting for everything to get done and like that. So I have, uh, I like this feeling of like being pulled in lots of different directions, um, which makes my writing not a priority right now. And I'm okay with that because this is short term. You guys know how committed I am to my writing and and how important it is to me. So getting out 2,400 words, I am okay with that. And I think that as the month goes on, it will get better. Um, I've gotten over some humps at the house. Like we've got the basement all cleaned out. And that was a big deal. So now I'm working on the upstairs. And so I'm getting there. Um, I'm also getting to a point with my story where I'm getting excited to be into it. So, and then our today's sprint really helped too, because of, you know. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I know. So like it was right up my alley. So mm-hmm. I'm getting there. So talking about mm-hmm. um, barriers and what's keeping us from writing, I think a lot of it is me. Like, could I say to my whole family, it's November, we have to wait a month because I have to write. I could do that. I really could. My family is loving and very accepting, but I don't know that I can emotionally and mentally do that. Like I have this like thing I have to get done. Does that make sense to everyone? Well, the key is self-awareness, Jennifer, because you have crossed the finish line and you have pulled the publishing trigger. You know that you are not half in about your writing. You know that you are definitely committed and that this is a deviation from your normal drive. What I think National Novel Writing Month, when, when you're supposed to tell your family, no, I'm committing this month to writing, is when you need that's that's what NaNoWriMo was sort of kind of invented for is for people who have been saying someday I'm going to write a novel to finally stop making excuses and sit down and do it. Now, most people who come to NaNoWriMo have not ever done that before, don't know even uh, if they could write a novel in their whole life. And so right. for them, making the commitment to pound out those words every single day, no matter what, is a different level of like um, developing your routine and getting into a habit and all those kind of basic things that need to be put into place if you want to be successful as a writer. So you know this is more just an unfortunately timed sort of vacation for you. Like you're taking your sick days when the company is the most busy. (laughs) Right. But you've been productive all year round. So you've kind of banked those sick days kind of a thing. And there's something else that I've discovered too. And Jamie and I had this conversation. I, I don't remember if, if either of the other two of you guys were with us in this conversation, but the other thing I'm learning that as you develop as a writer, I think your nano becomes different as well. Because since my expectation has been completely different for this NaNoWriMo, I am not um, like regurgitate, not regurgitate. I am not like just spewing out the words just to get the numbers out there. Since I really don't have the expectation that I'm going to get 50,000 words, would it, I might still, there've been lots of days that I sit down and write 6,000 words in one sitting. And, you know, so it's, it's still a possibility, but since I'm like kind of giving myself that like ability to like take a relaxed nano, I am crafting words instead of just kind of spewing them out. And so that's another reason why, why my word count is lower but I'm very happy with those 2,400 words. And I'm very happy to how the story is developing. And I do outline so I can see how far into the story I am. And I'm looking forward to writing future scenes because I know that what I'm writing, even though some of the, I'm getting some surprises in my writing, I still know where I'm headed, basically. So, yeah. So I think that as you're a writer, like I know a lot of people that watch us, not everyone, but a lot of, a lot of our listeners are new 
to writing. And so when you're new, like Nano is so great. And I, I encourage everyone to do it just like they say. But when you develop as a writer, you may find that you need something different from Nano. And that might change year to year. And that is okay. One of the biggest things for me is since I've developed a daily writing habit, it is really no big deal to get to write 1676 words a day. Mm-hmm. Where when the first time I did Nano, that seemed like a huge goal. Mm-hmm. Like how in the world am I going to write that many words a day? It's easy for me to blow. Th- oh, we lost oh. Tina. Tina. Sorry. Um, there's some chat happening. Um, I just want to say thanks to the people who were congratulating me on my word count. I don't know how to type in the chat. Do I have to go and be over at YouTube or something? So yeah. anyway, that's why I'm not responding to you guys. Double click on the note card to type on it. Oh, I'll have to try that. Um, and then uh, just uh, Robin saying that she's been she's been through that in her family, Jen, with her mom being the executor for um, her parents and her siblings and things. And so just some sympathy and and shout outs there in chat. We appreciate that, you guys. Yeah, thanks for the congratulations. I am proud of the 2400 words. I'm happy with it. So, yeah. All right, Rhonda. So up to um, you now. Oh, I'm not slipping by, huh? Okay. So my first week of Nana has been all about finishing up my outline and um, just fleshing it out more. And my intention was to have a word count for you today um, after it was compiled in Scrivener. And so I still have everything in Google Docs. Um, Let's pause for one minute, Rhonda, just so that we can keep everyone updated. When you say outline, it is not the same as when I say outline. When I say outline, it's little bullet points. Or, but when you say outline, it is like writing. Like you, these yeah. are word counts. So, so yeah. it's not that you're not writing this week and you have a word count. So that's yes. why. So that might be confusing people. So I just wanted to interrupt with that. Yeah, it, my kind of reminds me a little bit. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of sort of snowflaking, but not really because yes. she's writing more than just one or two words. Uh, maybe yeah, a few dialogue and, and yeah. And, um, you know, things I want to know about the characters and that sort of thing. Um, so, yes, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I so always I... call that the James Patterson method because that's how he does it. Oh, really? He's outlining. Oh, yeah, he writes Rhonda. out, like, scene summaries. Mm. Rhonda oh, outlines just like the big guys. Yeah. I refer to it as the Rhonda Hagerman. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're much more important than him. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, anyway, um. I, it looked like I had approximately just over 3,000 words. So that's not a ton of words, but I have the unexpected luxury of dedicating my November to writing. So I fully intend to um, get my 50,000 in. Um, And I think that I'm going to be able to do it pretty clean too, because I'm going to, I'm going to be writing about five hours a day and I'm good for you. So, so anyway, that's where I am. So anyway, um, how do you guys expect your week to look coming forward? Um, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, be more specific. Well, do you have a goal in mind? Because usually if you don't have a goal, you end up oh, not yeah. getting anything. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that'd be me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you must have some sort of goal, even if it's really bad. Show up for office hours and do my editing. And I'm just so distracted right now. Okay. And- Needing to get this website up. Okay. Okay. Well, so you can't want accountability yet. We just want to hear, oh. you know, for your nano specifically, are you going to try to do a word count, a page count, mm-hmm. um, you know, a certain amount of hours a day? Um, I, my, 
I would say going forward, it's going to get better. I really think it's going to get better because I've been able to cross some things off of my checklist. So mm-hmm. I, I would expect more than 2,400 words this coming week. I need to um, just continue to show up for the word sprints because they're really working for me. I am for some reason loath to sit down and put fingers to the keyboard this month. I don't know why, but um, every time I check in with you guys and three, two, one, go, it propels me and my sprints are, are pretty good when I sit down to do it. But again, I feel like, Oh no, am I running out of words? And this is only going to be 30,000 or something like that. So anyway, um, my goal is to keep coming for those sprints because Mm -hmm. they, they really are helping me be productive. Okay. Tina, can you come up with anything at all? Oh, I thought I already did. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so mine, I'm going to try to do my, at least the minimum 1667 a day. And because I'm now that my outline's done, I can I have a reason not to do that. But I do intend to exceed that. So that's my week. So um, are you all ready to move on to our sprint? Yeah, is there some stuff in the chat here? Um, yeah, I was going to save some of it because some of it's kind of like accountability because we kind of okay. get our toes in that. But we, we can, can do wait. it right now. It's not a big deal. But well, I did want to say that um, that Maria says, well done, Rhonda. Sounds great and a unique way to write. Agree. Thank you. It works for me. Rhonda, uh, Robin, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week is going to be busy for me. Friend visiting for the long weekend, starting tonight till Monday evening. Weekend after is a Bible conference. I know. Why does November have to have everything in it, right? Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is, is 20 books to Vegas. So I want to check in on the stream videos. So, yeah. So everybody's got things going on, too. So um, Maria said, whoops, my laptop. Maria says, I'd love to reach halfway by next week. I also want to flesh out my plot points for the murky middle. That's so interesting that you say that, Maria, because... I was thinking, and I haven't even ran this by the ladies yet, but next next podcast is the 15th, halfway through. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if our topic next week was the murky middle? So maybe we will be talking about that next week. I'm not so sure I can see that. through that, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So do you all have your uh, stories up? Yes. Okay. Tina, since you spoke up, why don't you go first? Oh, I knew that was happening. That's why I didn't say anything. Yep. And the prompt was your fault, too. So, <laughs> well, I don't was. remember what it was now because I didn't write it down. But oh. I think it was you're supposed to write your main character from your nano novel, either having an unexpected kiss, starting a fist fight, or something blowing up. Yep. So, this that's, in, that's paraphrased. Okay. Okay, here goes. Angelica pressed her back against the wall of the doorwell. The sound of her breathing sounded too loud in her ears, with the pounding of her heart a close second. She could hear the dogs barking and the shouts of men echoing through the open roof tunnels made by the tall wigwams. When Catherine had told stories about them, Angelica hadn't believed they were real, but here they were, reaching up into the sky with their dead stone shells. How she wished Chugiak were with her. She could use his canine instincts to get her out of this mess. She was surrounded, men's voices coming from both ends of the short section of street she was on, and the dogs barking, getting more excited by the minute. Suddenly, a loud sound like thunder filled the air, pressing on Angelica's eardrums with a physical force. Waves of heat slammed against her body, and then the air was filled with dark plumes of dust that rolled toward her where she was hiding, enveloping anything in its path. Was it the demons? No, there were no faces in this dust. Just before it reached her, Angelica instinctively turned to the wall, ducking down and putting her arms over her head. Something hard hit her in the back. 
The dust was so thick she gasped and choked, trying to find some air for her lungs. It was only a few minutes until the dust settled, but it seemed an eternity. Angelica's whole body was covered with the black stuff. She, couldn't ev she could even feel it on her face. She tried to wipe it off, but it was gritty and scratchy. A large piece of one of the wigwams lay just behind her. This must be what ha hit her in the back. She touched the spot. It was tender and hot. Probably badly bruised, if not worse. It hurt when she breathed, but whether it was from the movement or something worse damaged on the inside, Angelica couldn't tell. When the ringing in her ears finally stopped, she listened for the men and the dogs, but there was nothing but an eerie silence. She stepped out of the door well, and that's when she saw that the building at the end of the road she was on had fallen and lay in a pile of rubble. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very good. How many that's words is that? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Tons, it feels like. You said so much. Yeah. I, can, I lost my, I don't know. I lost my um, thing at the top that has the tools and everything. Okay, with a show of hands, who was surprised that Tina did not write about a kiss? <laughs> I thought for a second when you, the description was still, oh, like, honestly was leading me that direction. I was like, Tina. I know. <laughs> Up against the wall. Yes. Up against the wall, heart beating. I was like, Tetra's there. <laughs> Uh, That's no. interesting mm. how fear and love can elicit some of the same emotions mm -hmm. and physical responses. Mm -hmm. Or fear of love. Ooh, I think I should go next. Here. Yes, you should go I, next. That was a yes. great segue, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> Tina. Yeah. It's almost Early like you were once a professional radio person or something. <laughs> <laughs> You would you would think in uh, and at a time when I did not have a thick Michigan accent, but you know. That was a different lifetime ago. All right, here we go. So I really, really, really bad wanted to do the fist fight one and just surprise you guys, but I just, <laughs> it just I'm not even kidding. That was like, I'm doing a fist fight. They knew, they're expecting a kiss and I'm doing a fist fight. And I just couldn't feel it. As soon as my finger started going, it was like, kiss time. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. I didn't ask for your help, she said, with far more might than her little frame should have been able to shoulder. Again, Cade found himself wondering how much pain this woman had had to endure since he first met her all those years ago. But you didn't turn me away, either. He had meant it to, as a retort, but the sound of tenderness in his voice was a shock to him. He swallowed hard. You need me. You just don't want to admit it. I don't want to need anyone. It was spoken barely above a whisper, but he heard it loud and clear, not only with his ears, but somewhere deep in his soul. Cade heard her words. Neither do I, he said. Involuntarily, he, he took one step closer to her. She softly shook her head. I, I can't. Cade exhaled, exhaled softly. Neither can I, he said. And then it happened. He wasn't certain who moved first, him or Colleen, or some, somehow their souls reached out for one another and met in the middle. But before his mind had time to catch up, his arms were around her, pulling her tiny frame up and into his chest as his lips came down to meet her upturned mouth. His lips brushed softly against hers, and a pulsing beat exploded within him when she pressed herself firmly against him and kissed him back. This was right, he thought. This is how it should be. Suddenly, Colleen pushed away from Cade and snowed back, back a few feet. Colleen, he breathed, relishing the sound of her name on his lips. 
Her petite hand flew up as a pathetic barrier between them, quivering. No, I'll not be trapped by another man. I'll die before I put myself in that position again. Before he could reach out and hold her again, she ran off toward the campfire, leaving him in the dark, physically and spiritually. Mm. I need to go find my there. husband. So I'm okay. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. Here is one of the problems with sprinting is that you write it and you think it's a certain way, and then you read it out loud and you're like, mm, "That's not what I meant." <laughs> so like, I was trying to write again. I'm trying to craft, not just like you know. And I was trying to write that his heart was beating without saying his heart was beating, right? But that line there. That's not what I meant. So as I'm reading it out loud, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so apologize to anyone who's listening to that thinking that I was going a different direction. No, I don't write like that. I don't do that. So like, did you guys think that when I was reading it? You're like, oh, because as I was saying it, I felt like so I got to change that. I just I don't I hate books. that always are like to say the same things over and over again. And when you write romance <clears throat> over and over again, you don't want. But I don't understand. I mean, you just basically. Like I don't, I didn't find anything offensive about oh, okay. it. Maybe I'm not your audience. Did you ladies think it was too far? I wasn't offended. Oh, I mean, okay, you didn't good. talk about any particular physical response in particular that yeah. might have been a little bit line crossy. Right. You only yeah. talked about a stirring of the blood, and I think that I that's a healthy reaction to, you know what I mean? Like a guy and a girl. It was very real connection. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Without yeah. being erotic. Okay, good. That was what I was hoping yeah. for. But what your comment straight out of the gate, Tina, made me think, oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe my mind just took it further than that. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a romantic moment for sure. Okay. Well, good. Well, I thank you. I want to go kiss my mm -hmm. husband. What's wrong with that? <laughs> He's not home, so I just have to wait. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. All right, Rhonda, you want me next or do you want yes, to go next? You go ahead. All right. Rhonda is always going to make that choice, just so you know. She's always going <laughs> to choose to not go. Okay, your challenge is to figure out which of the three prompts this is because it's uh, poorly done. Okay. <laughs> I had a mouthful of water, girl. It was it was not really a literal take on the on the prompt. Okay. Okay. Charlie looked down at the laughing women in the front row and tried not to see the designer handbags and matching shoes. She looked beyond them for the women she knew were also out there, perhaps in seats way in the back of the room. Women like her who would have saved all summer to be able to afford a ticket to the show. She tried not to think about it. This is what she had been trying to guard her heart against. In every endeavor she'd undertaken, it had always gone the same way. Her heart turning bitter against those she knew were responsible for her very existence. In the restaurant she'd worked at, she'd always inevitably begun to despise the old people there, running her to heat their soup or remake the coffee. The more they ran you, the less likely it was to get a tip from them, unless maybe it was a dollar tucked inside a Bible tract, or better yet, a Bible tract designed to look like a bill of a high denomination, but proclaiming to have a message inside worth more than a million dollars. But these weren't those wives. Those wives were sitting at home right now, clucking their tongues and shaking their heads over the ideal of there being anyone who would call themselves a Christian sitting here to see the heretical garbage that Charlie spouted. Charlie looked at these women in the front row and suspected it had been years since any of them had paid a restaurant tab. Don't do it, she thought. Don't go there. But she did. 
So the other day I was scrolling on my newsfeed and you know that big conversion story that's in the papers, that rapper who's now proclaiming the name of Jesus? Someone shouted the name from the audience. Charlie pretended to remember. That's the guy right on. Charlie snapped and flicked a finger toward the sound of the voice. <clears throat> She's been paying attention. She waited for the Twitter of appreciative laughter to settle. It was only a split second, but in that split second, her soul sent out a cry. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. On my news feed, there was someone posting about the conversion and someone else posted back. Charlie slowed her speech and sent her voice out through her nostrils and scrunched her face up as she spoke. I'm not sure I believe it. I mean, have you seen his wife's Instagram account? The audience laughed but uneasily. Charlie noticed the smiles in the front row no longer reached the expertly lined and lashed eyes above them. I mean, really, is this how we're going to measure the faith of a man in the 21st century by what his wife posts on Instagram? More nervous laughter, but the audience was catching on to the idea that they were being scolded. She'd better move quickly. I mean, I haven't seen his Instagram, but I hardly think that even that should be the measure of a man's walk with Christ, should it? Now there was no smiling, no sounds, no quiet rustling of programs, only one cough and the sounds of the big fans circulating the air above and behind her. Charlie knew she should stop, knew that she should pivot before she blew up her career as a Christian entertainment entertainer, but she had the microphone and she had a message. You want to come and tell me we're supposed to be discerning. She put her hands in air quotes and forced the word through her nose again, hearkening back to the woman who'd behaved so badly on social media. Discerning. That's the word we use when we want to judge someone, right? The world comes at us and reminds us that Jesus said, do not judge. And we fancy foot our way around it by slapping it with a discernment label. The room was silent. Charlie's hand was ice cold on the microphone. Her joints were so cold she wondered if it would be possible to open her hand, even if her set were over. Jamie, is that the end? That's Jamie, the end. is this from your this is from your nano project? Yeah. I, I cannot wait. Not wait. Book. Oh my gosh. This speaks to me so much. This character. I love her. I love the what her job is. Like, oh my gosh. I I can't re wait to read more. You are if if you had any doubt if anyone was gonna read this or if, if you were on target uh -huh. with this book, that that you read right there should just erase any doubt you have. This yeah. is going to be a phenomenal novel. And this is your main character that is dead. Dead. My gosh, you got me. Like, um, I am a hook, line, and sinker. Like, I am I'm, so excited for this book. Well, I done. appreciate that. I am hopeful that I can write it. <laughs> well, obviously, you can. <laughs> there was a line I should have wrote it down, a so well crafted line. Um, I noticed you uh, threw the old people in there. Yeah, we were talking about that just before. Yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. yeah, they're extremely accurate uh, tip habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I worked at a Bill Knapp's restaurant. You all familiar with Bill Knapp's? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was where you went after church. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. There was a statistic. I'm so, I, so I'm trying to figure out it was the fight, right? She's starting a fight. No, she's blowing up her career. Yeah, the explosion. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. It's supposed to I happen. Think. It's supposed to happen in, in the book, this this moment here, because she's getting traction with the um, evangelical industrial complex, and she's um, speaking to them for a limited time. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that over> <laughs> they suddenly aren't big fans for some reason, you know. Was that over a thousand words? Um, 
No, I think it was like 600 and something. Wow. Yeah. It said so much. And it was well crafted too. And really I wish good. I wrote that line down. There was a line that you wrote um, that was, I like the twittering of, you know, the twittering of laughter. And then mm -hmm. there was pointing out the shoes and like there was, mm -hmm. but there was another line that was just really well crafted. So I liked overall. how the smile didn't uh, reach the lashed eyes or I don't know. See, I can't even say it how you wrote it. Right. But I appreciate really that. It was just really well written and it was interesting. And I forgot that I was supposed to be had anything something to say about it afterwards. Oh, right. I, I like appreciate I that. Waving my white hanky at church. <laughs> <laughs> Maria says that was so powerful. Agreed. I appreciate that. Wow. Okay. Well, once again, I've sabotaged myself by going after Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said it was your turn. I, uh, when will I learn? When will I learn? And okay. you're in charge today. You're the host. I know. You could have done anything. <laughs> did it to myself. No one to blame. Okay. All right. Well, it's only 200 words, so I can get it over quickly. All right. Her hand flew to her face and touched her lips. They burned as if they'd been touched by an ember. She stood before him like a statue, shock paralyzing her. She tried to scold him, but all they eked out was a stammer. I hope that was okay, he said, reaching toward her and attempting to pull her closer to him. No, stop. This is close enough. Too close, apparently. Her hand was on her cheek now as if trying to hide a reaction, but it covered her whole face. Don't, he said softly, stroking her flaming cheeks with his fingertips. I love it when you brush, blush for me. He moved closer despite her demands and engulfed her in his arms. He was wearing her favorite cologne, the one that she bought for him last Christmas. That bottle had been broken months ago. An accident, he had said. He bought another bottle, she thought. She calculated everything involved in that one choice. So many changes have been made since I left. He actually walked into a store and picked it out. And he never wore it unless I asked him to. Is he wearing it to manipulate me? She shook her head and pushed away from his embrace. Stop. And then Jamie said stop. Wow. So. Well, this is okay. So this is really interesting because so you have her like, oh, he, he thought about me and bought the cologne. Is he trying to trick me? Like, <laughs> how, who damaged her? Like, what in the world? Why is she so like, not able to just believe it? I really want to know the history between these two because she's well, you will plenty find suspicious. One at a time. <laughs> when she does, right? I feel like it was like they broke up and she's like they're meeting each other again. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get her back. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, we got feedback from somebody. It went away. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I really appreciated that. And um, what an interesting take on the prompt because you had your quote unquote shattering moment happen just before. Like, yep. and Jennifer had it like a like a build up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. really neat. I like that. It's almost like you could tack Rhonda's onto the end of Jennifer's. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Both of the women rejected that. That's true. Yeah. Mind meld. Mm. <laughs> yep. These poor guys. Wait a minute. Not himself. Wait do you read? <laughs> wait a minute. We were kissing. What happened? <laughs> See, my character would have punched him. Yeah. So I would have had the unexpected kiss and the fist fight in the same. <gasps> Why did I think of that? We should have done all three of them. Oh, oh. My goodness. Overachiever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we have 10 minutes left, nine minutes left. So why don't we go to the accountability corner? I know that we already talked a little bit on the nano corner, but um, how about just in general? 
just your writing in general. I'll Did you meet your goals from last week? Uh, Yes, because I didn't set any realistic, oh. like really, uh, not like everyone else did. So, um, so moving forward, like I said, I think that I'm going to have some more time. So my hope is to at least double what I did. So I'm hoping to have at least 5,000 words next week. Um, and, um, but I can't really honestly make any more promises about office hours. I thought I'd be able to do that um, now that it's November. But so much of what needs to be done has to be done during business hours and done when my father can be there, which is generally 10 o'clock, which is when we have office hours. So again, it's a season that I'm in. So my goal is 5,000 words for next week and to show up as much as I can for office hours. And I feel bad. And I know Jamie says to stop stop apologizing, but we we keep each other accountable. We're a team. And I feel bad that I'm like the broken spoke right now, but. It, it is what it is. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Tina? I don't even know what to say. Um, okay, wait a minute. You have a goal for the entire month, which is what? To be finished. To, to get my book edited. Yeah. So working backward, what do you have to have done a week from today to be on track to be finished by the end of the month? Because we're halfway through the done. month. Um, cause yeah, we'll be halfway through the month. So, yeah, I know. What is it? Um, what did you say? More than I can think I can do. So, well, if you shoot for the moon, you'll land among the stars. So what would yeah. it have to be if you were going to be done by the end of November? I'd have to be in Anchorage. What? <laughs> can we make that happen? In the story. Oh. <laughs> oh, I really like, thought you meant you're yeah, being sarcastic. Like, yeah, so I research. need to go to Alaska, guys. I'll see you later. Road trip. <laughs> I don't know. That's a long road trip. That would be like a two week drive just to get there. Wow. Um, I vote that Rhonda drives. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. be the navigator and you can be in the backseat working. Sounds like a plan. Anyway, um, my character needs to get to Anchorage in the story so i i don't know i have to like actually sit down and count how many chapters or scenes or whatever that is can i ask just, uh, you say she needs to get to anchorage did the original book have that in it or is this something you're adding to it no this that's part of the original okay. i need to get my editing from where she is now to where I she see. arrives in anchorage by the end of the yeah. okay all right so is there anything we should be asking you about on friday how about you You have Did an I answer for us on Friday? Did you, you know what I'm it? saying? What's that? Well, maybe you have an answer for us on Friday of like, like how you, how you're going to get to the end. Like you said, you would have to sit down and count and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you sit down and do all of that calculation and stuff? And then you can have a clear answer for us by next week as, as your assignment. Okay. That's a very good assignment. There's some chat in the um, the chat. And the only reason I want to bring it up is because this person is always the silent lurker. And I want to point out that she's here. <laughs> Barb B says, ooh, The Broken yeah. Spoke. What a great idea for a title. Oh, yes. That's a great title. Is that going to be the title of her nano project, which we still heard nothing about? Heard nothing. <laughs> Zippo. And then Maria says, it reminds me, Barb, I'm yet to come up with a title for my nano project. Hmm, maybe that should be your goal for next week is to have a title. Who knows? So. What where okay. did this broken spoke come from? Like, from Jennifer uh, saying she's broken sorry. Spoke. Yeah. She says we're all part of a team and she feels bad that she's the broken spoke at the moment. Yeah. And we were all like, oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. I, I must be missing something. Okay, you have to watch the podcast. <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> all right, Jamie. What about you? I don't know. Um, big goal would be to be fifty thousand words by next week because obviously I'm able to work at that pace if it's day eight and I'm at halfway done or almost done would be ideal. The problem is, um, am I going to run out before 50,000? Is it going to be done before then? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's possible if I really do what I need to do for the work. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. But every day when I sit down, I'm scared that I'm not going to find the thread Mm -hmm. and be able to keep going with it. What Um, if... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, what if you did not update your count until the end of the week? Mm -hmm. Because because I think that that's an added pressure on you that you do not need. Write this story that God is giving you. So what if the story is only 40,000 words? Oh, what a bummer that you wrote 40,000 words in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe that's an added pressure that you just need to relieve from yourself. And then at the end of the week, update it before the podcast and then we can talk about it and see if that made a difference for you. I can try. The problem is I'm a complete slob and a complete mess until I just randomly get OCD about something. I will try though, because I do think it's very good advice. And also I feel like, um, I feel like another challenge that I have is because I'm trying hard to make sure that I'm writing and writing and writing. I love the craft that I'm doing. I think there's maybe a thousand words that I are not usable, 2000, whatever. But also I am writing in random chunks. And this is why the Scrivener outline was supposed to help me because I thought, well, I'll write this random chunk and then it will be there and it'll be in the right order. (laughs) I just blew that out of the water. In spite of the fact that I knew I would appreciate doing things that way, I did not do things that way. And so now I have this Google Doc that is like this chunk and this chunk and this chunk. And so it's also very hard for me to know what's missing. So part of my assignment for next week will be to try to like, uh, I started moving the things over from Google Drive into their appropriate space over in Scrivener and and then be able to evaluate what is missing or what the gaps potentially are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. What about you, uh, Rhonda? Well, um, I intend to have um, my Scrivener conquered. By tonight, hopefully. Um, actually, I've got a few things to do this afternoon, but then when I get home, I plan on just working on my Scrivener. What was that? Okay. Um, and getting that conquered. And then I would like to have, let's see, the word count for the first week should be what? By end of week one? Yeah. Like, so day seven. Hold on. I got the website kind of here. So if you don't know, you go to my NaNoWriMo and you look at mm-hmm. stats and they've got a nice little timeline for you. So by November 8th or 7th, mm-hmm. the 7th should have been 11,669 to be on track. Okay. So and if then, you're at 12,000 words, you're on track. Okay. So then next week should be 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You should have 23 
338. So 24, okay. if you said 24, you would be, it's a round number. Okay. So I would like to say that I'll have 24,000 words by next week, but um, there's no sense in me putting that on myself. So I'm going to say that by next week, I'm going to have 15,000 words, my Scrivener conquered, and merrily on my way to catching up by the following week. What are you doing saying you're conquering Scrivener? I'm right now I've got everything in Google Docs. And I thought this morning I was just going to stay in Google Docs until, um, I don't know, the end, just so I could keep writing and mm -hmm. not worrying about learning Scrivener. Um, <laughs> because Scrivener has screwed me every single year. I'm sorry. They have. Oh. So anyway, today I'm going to have my outline and all of the sprints I've been doing in Scrivener. So I'll have an accurate word count. Okay, so that time. you can move this stuff around easily. And yep. because people are probably wondering if this is such a big pain to learn, why do, why are you guys even bothering? But there's so much so much functionality to it that I would really mm -hmm. appreciate. You can click a part of your story and drag it around and mm -hmm. move it to where it really belongs in case mm -hmm. you decide later that, oh, this is in the wrong place. And I know it seems kind of weird. Why don't you just copy and paste? Okay, let's talk about this. You copy all of your stuff in your Word document. And then you got to scroll around and look for where was that that I wanted to put it in there. And it's right. just, it's really clunky and awkward. Whereas with Scrivener, if you need to do that kind of a stuff, it's just so easy to click and drag. Or yeah. how about when you're deleting things or like moving things around and you delete in Word and then realize, gosh, no, I could use this over here somewhere else. And you got to find like if you did saved on this date and then saved on like if you try to do all these different saved so you don't lose all that. All I do in Scrivener is I take the part that I'm deleting and I drag it down to trash and it stays there until I dump trash and I can pull yeah. it back out. Yeah. yeah. So it is very, it is a very useful tool and you, and, and it's kind of one of those things where you feel like it's hard to learn it, but once I learn it, I'll be happy that I learned it. I just know mm. that is true. And yet I have not uh, made the effort to and really. Then if you're doing research, there's a folder for that. So you don't have to like save stuff all over the internet. You can mm -hmm. just copy and paste it or drag it into mm -hmm. the, and it's in Scrivener. I think we so found like, our next sponsor, ladies. Yeah, Christian Indie Writer right. Podcast brought to you by Scrivener. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're doing the regular they commercial. probably have so many people they sponsor. Yeah. So part of my problem is that I'm just so, I love tactile and I love the feeling of just index cards and flipping through them like a card catalog at the old library. And um, so it's just so easy for me to go back to it. If Scrivener starts giving me a problem, forget it. Here are my cards, pop those in front of me and just go through that. Um, but you are so right about all the benefits Scrivener has. So it'll be worth my day to spend it getting it. Um, in shape for me. One would think, I don't know mm. why, just rebel, um, something wrong with me. And Scrivener mm. has a tutorial built right into it. Mm -hmm. so it does. Try and that. There's, all, there's also all kinds of videos you can watch on YouTube to help. Um, so w whatever we do, it will be specifically how we use it. As, as, you know, mm -hmm. And we'll be able to tell you the benefits of why we do what I'm teaching you to do because there's all yeah. there's so much there, i mean she called me an expert or whatever she called me a master mm -hmm. i don't even know mm -hmm. and i don't feel like that but i guess there are a lot of things that i do in there that maybe a lot of people don't even know you well can it's do. comparative mm -hmm. right to her who knows nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyway before we give away our entire scrivener podcast that is still in the future um 
let's wrap this up unless somebody else has something else to say. Well, Robin says that none of the trackers have adjusted by the fact that she's reached halfway to her goal. So she can't tell where she should be next week. So she's going to aim for 10 to 15,000 words by next week. Great. So that's awesome. And then awesome. Maria said, sounds great, Robin. Apparently the broken spoke is going if you want it. <laughs> We're still passing around that title for a book. So uh, Maybe well, that should be like a, a sprint for next So term. maybe Jennifer should take it. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I don't Dude, have a title brilliant. for this book yet. Okay, it is off the table, everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty oh. profound, actually. It works on a lot of levels. Yeah. The, the, the skulker is back and says, I'll be your Scrivener mentor, Robin. Aww. Just do as I say and ask no questions. <laughs> oh. It started well. out so sweet. Yeah. Well, isn't that the story of your life? Like, she's your mom, right? So, like, yes. haven't you been doing that all your life? Yes. I highly doubt that Robin's been doing that, that a lot. That encapsulates my childhood, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do as I say and ask no questions. That's great. Yeah. Oh. I love her parenting philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I adopted it, too. So, okay. Well, anyway, I guess we should wrap this up. So, um, any last words from anybody? Okay. All right. Well then, um, until next week, may your pen be prolific, your deadlines be met, and may all of your words honor Christ. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>